0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pater, a Penn State football show, along with former Penn State and NFL quarterback Matt McGloin. I'm Tom Hannafin. This show is brought to you by our sponsors, Funk Brewing, the official craft beer partner of Pater. We're big fans of Funk Citrus IPA and their Silent Disco IPA, but be sure to also check out the S'morter. That's a s'mores flavored porter coming out this Thursday, tomorrow, February 16th and the double citrus hazy double IPA will be out by the end of this month. Funk has so many great beers to choose from at their tap rooms in Emmaus, Elizabethtown, and York in Pennsylvania. You can find a variety of Funk Brewing beers at your favorite beer distributor and grocery store. Visit funkbrewing.com to learn where and how you can get their fantastic products. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Also, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. BetOnline features live betting, free contests and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable with the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Pay Dirt is presented by betonline.ag where the game starts. Also, we invite you to head to shop.believe.com. That's shop.b-l-e-a-v.com and search paydirt for our two t-shirts one as the official show logo over the heart it comes in white navy blue and black and the other is a navy blue t-shirt it has the paydirt wordmark mark over the heart and on the back circa the 2012 penn state football season it has matt mcgloin's name and number again head to shop.believe.com that's shopb lea and search paydirt for our two T-shirts, joining us here on Pater, longtime Penn State football columnist of Penn Live and the Harrisburg Patriot News, Dave Jones. Dave, who uh, you've been a little under the weather as of late, and frankly, it's uh, it's a good time in regards to news because there's just not a whole lot going on in regards to Penn State football. We're in the doldrums of February, winter workouts, post Super Bowl, <laughs> etc. So, the way it is. well, That's the, the, the way reason it. we've got you on here, Dave, is to discuss the upcoming schedule for Penn State football in 2023. Obviously, we're going to get through the blue white game. In April. Before we get to that, but we figure this time of year there's not a whole lot else to really dive into, so we might as well give our predictions for the 2023 regular season. And Matt and I have talked about it on a recent episode, discussing what Drew Aller is in for in mm-hmm. his first month, and it's really fascinating. So we'd like to go game by game with you, and I'll, I'll defer to you to start this off, and then Matt right. go to you, and we'll each uh, give our predictions for when.
1: I don't know if I'll give predictions because I just think they're stupid. This far in the season, ahead in the season, you just don't know how the teams are going to play out. But there's some generalities that you can judge from the schedule. And unlike a lot of schedules that Penn State has had lately, where the like Michigan or Ohio State are either clustered or they had really tough games after them, what I look is look at it in a schedule is what you know. What are your two toughest games? You know that every year it's going to be Ohio State and Michigan for Penn State. Well, who's before them and who's after them? And I think this year, not only does Aller get to lead off with uh, a couple of teams uh, that that have a lot of question marks, have lost um, starting quarterbacks, have lost key assistant coaches in West Virginia and at Illinois, but in the meat of the schedule, before they play Ohio State, and after they play Ohio State and before they play Michigan and after they play Michigan, it's really ideal. I mean, they lead in uh, to the Ohio State game with at Northwestern, which has not been this bad a shape in the whole time Pat Fitzgerald's been there. Uh, Massachusetts after a bye. And then at Ohio State, it couldn't be any better as far as making sure. I, I think the one thing that, that is paramount, is that that offensive line, which looks to be pretty good? They lost Truce, Juice Scruggs at center, uh, but who's who's moving in there? Norzad, I can't remember who's moving. Potentially
0: in Norzad, that's yeah. the thought.
1: Um, and and they've got what looks like three legitimate tackles that they can play with some experience. Uh, the offensive line looks pretty good. I think the offensive line has to be pretty good with Aller because it keeps the pressure out of your face. He's not terribly mobile. I think he has to be a really good pocket passer and figure out uh, the speed of a legit college football game pretty quick. So you tell me, Matt, I mean, and, and I didn't get <laughs> to Michigan. I didn't get to Michigan uh, after at Ohio state is Indiana at Maryland and then Michigan and after Michigan Rutgers. So you don't have terrible, terribly physical teams either before or after Michigan, which I think is important. You remember the, a couple of years, they had Michigan State right after uh, Ohio State, and it was tough. I mean, you had that that lightning delay game where they, they should have won in, in 17, but I think they were a little bit worn out, and, and they they lost a game they shouldn't have lost, or they would have been in the playoff that year.
2: You know, uh, I'll, I'll, well, I'll rip through the schedule real, you know, real quick here, too, then, Dave. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't – you're right. I, I think even having six Big Ten East teams, like, right in a row, There was starting with Ohio State. Like that's difficult in itself, but the way it sets up week by week for them is a plus. What I what I don't like, and I can't take my eyes off of it when I look at the schedule, is week three and week four. You're at Illinois, and then you have Iowa home. And why and why I don't like that is because we saw what Illinois was capable of doing last year. I think you've got a very confident program. I think you have a program that is on the rise. I think you have a program where we know the players are believing it now, but the culture is changing in Champaign with Brett Bielema as the head coach there. I think that is a very dangerous game for Penn State in Champaign in week three, especially for a guy like Drew Allar. Right, You have West Virginia, who Neil Brown hasn't been able to do much over the past four seasons there. Uh, You have Delaware as well. Both games they should win. The first test is on the road against a team that, again, is on the rise and is looking to make a statement, and what better show and what better way for them to do that than to beat Penn State at home in Champaign. i, I, following, I yeah, Go follow
1: I, I, I want to stop you there because I, I think Ryan Walters and his defense had a lot to do with how, how tough Illinois was yeah and Ryan Walters is gone he's the head coach at Purdue I want to see if the new coordinator is as good as he was because he was really good man he was a he was a comment on the rise and they lost uh, arguably their uh, two of their the, two of their best players to the NFL in the back seven. I I think they've still got to prove it over again, because the defense was the backbone of that program. They mm-hmm. also lost their their quarterback, and they're bringing in some kid from uh, Mississippi, I think, uh, who's a transfer who was no no big deal. Um, and Devito is is out, so they're they're bringing in a new quarterback too. Uh, also, West Virginia is bringing in a new quarterback because uh, JT Daniels is on his eighth program. It seems like. It seems life. like that's
2: that's going to be the norm here moving forward in college. Yeah, yeah, in college. Yeah, yeah. We have a new quarterback this year. We have a new quarterback this year. We have a new quarterback this year. It seems like it's happening everywhere. But I, just I think it up-
1: could be worse at Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. yeah when, when yeah. they're they're going to their what is it? Their eighth straight road uh, opener in the Big 10, is that? Yeah.
0: It? Don't tell James Franklin that. He does not like that fact. Yeah.
2: Please. But even let's say that's that you have to assume that's going to be a difficult game for them on the yeah. road again with a new quarterback. The first true test. I believe in finding out what this kid is capable of doing, what this kid is made of. And then the next week you have Iowa at home. I, I'm assuming again, Iowa is going to be a heck of a lot better offensively than they've no, been they're in not. years past. No, they're because not of Cade McNamara. Because no. of Cade McNamara.
1: Well, they got Ryan. They, they've got Brian Ference running the offense still. And yeah. uh, that guy's got to show me that he knows how to run any quarterback so but you've got a kid that doesn't have all the advantages that he had at michigan
2: you got a kid that has won games he's won the big 10 championship game he's been to the playoff he's won a lot of football he's been coached by one of the better offensive minds in the big 10 but he's not now jim harbaugh but i I don't i don't think it matters he's got experience this is a, a a fresh start for him in a way I I agree with you entirely. I I think
0: Cade McNamara coming in plus Eric all from Michigan at tight end is an excellent fit because it's the exact thing that Iowa wants to do. They want to line up, they want to run the ball, they want to throw to the tight ends, and Cade McNamara proved in that Big Ten championship season that you talked about. He is built for that. That's not exactly what JJ McCarthy is fitting into at Michigan. That's why they had struggles in the college football playoff. They want him to be that. I don't know if he's necessarily that athlete at Michigan. So getting Cade McNamara is a perfect fit whether they bow up and beat Penn State and Happy Valley I doubt it I don't know if they're going to be exponentially better than they were last season but they'll be a hell of a lot better but it's not quarterback
2: you're right Tom and you're right and and Tom and Dave too with this thing you have to look at it's not going to be turnover pick turnover pick McNamara doesn't do that it's not part of his game this kid understands what he sees he understands situational football he understands down and distances he knows how to operate he knows how to how to move a team and with how with how good this Iowa defense is he knows in the back of his mind that I don't need to win the game either I just have to do my job manage the offense manage the game and create big plays every now and then yes but he doesn't have to put the team on his back as well. I think this is going to be a balanced Iowa team, and it goes back to what I was just saying. First month of the year, a brand-new quarterback, those are two difficult tests back-to-back for Penn State.
1: Well, I think you'd also be worried about the physicality of those two games at Illinois and Iowa. Great, that, that's, that's what I would be worried about because at – at, at the very least, that offensive line, Penn State's offensive line, has to remain intact and healthy. And if, if Because I don't think Drew Aller is terribly mobile, and I think so early in his career, he needs protection, and he needs to assimilate himself into the speed of the game because he just didn't have that much legitimate experience, and I think that was a mistake also this year. I, I, there was there a was whole opportunity there in November – In games that really didn't matter, for him to get legitimate game experience in the first half against all those teams they played in November, I don't understand why he wasn't in the game. I just don't.
0: James Franklin stuck to his guns for a considerable amount of time. There was Sean Clifford. So Uh, September 30th at Northwestern, Matt, I don't know about you. I'm never going to feel comfortable about a Northwestern game, especially (laughs) the way this game just went this past year in a nail. What was it? 1710 in the rain. I'm forgetting the exact score, but I mean, that was at home. Northwestern was rocking Ohio state for the better part of three quarters this past season. It's just, it's bizarre. You never know what to expect from Fitzgerald and company.
2: Well, that's a, that's a respect thing. You know, and what he's been able to do with that program, the way he's been able to build that program, the way he's been able to get his players to play for him inside that program, the way that they play that bend, but don't break style type football. Look, obviously this past year was was a struggle for them. I I, David mentioned, you know, north the state of Northwestern a little earlier, and, and I kind of agree, Dave. It's like I don't see them being able to get out of where they're at right now.
1: They've got um, they've got real trouble yeah with their standards their academic standards and whether they can get enough tr- uh, help in the NIL mm-hmm. uh, with donors. I mean they've got one guy Ryan their their mega donor has done so much for them, but I think you need a breadth of donors in NIL these days, uh, contributing uh, a few hundred thousand there, a, a couple million here and i don't think i don't know that northwestern has it, and i'm not sure they have any answers for that um plus the standards are, are really tough um they're they're very tough they've been you've seen some schools where people just get frustrated stanford's another example uh where um david shaw just finally threw up his hands and he can't get players now it's not the same as it was three four six years ago and this is going to change the landscape in a lot of places because it's the wild West. It really is the wild West. And it's kind of like an open book, a uh, above the, above the table um, deal that that like it used to be like in the old Southwest conference where people were just paying players left and right. Everyone in this, everyone in the old Southwest conference was paying players. Now it's above board and legitimate. And if you don't show up, you're not in the game. I think, what's your opinion of Penn state that way right now
2: in terms of the NIL and where they're at, yeah, where they're yeah. going. I think yeah. they've done it. I think they've done a fantastic job with that. Um, I think, you know, Have we talked about this, Tom, this kind of the three year window or so where I think Penn state has to win. Yeah. yeah um, it's, I think it's, it's here. Tough. Yeah. I think, I think it's here. I think it's certainly here. I think they certainly belong in the conversation. Now, again, there's a difference between being in the conversation and, and competing Within that conversation, do I think they can compete this year um, with 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 Ohio State and Michigan? Absolutely. Now, with some other teams across the country, I don't know. I don't think they're there just yet. I since we're talking about the schedule, I feel better about the Ohio State game as of right now, as of the middle of February. I feel better about the Ohio State game than I do about the Michigan game.
0: Why? I completely agree.
2: Well, I just think I think Ohio State is vulnerable now. I think have seen I've yeah. seen their weaknesses. Um, we've seen where they have issues. I think Penn State is getting stronger. I think Penn State understands exactly who they are. Um, I think Ohio State is is missing pieces here or there. Right. I I think I think people are starting to take a look around and say, well, hang on a 2nd we we're, we're not the Ohio State that we've been. In years past, I think Penn state is on the rise. I think Penn state is climbing. Um, so it's just, you know, and, and look at Michigan, Michigan knows exactly who they are, right? That's, that's what you need to become in college football. That's what you need to become inside of the big Ten. You have to find your identity. You have, you have to know who you are week in and week out, um, I think Michigan has that. I think Penn state is finding that. I think Ohio state has lost that a little
1: now. Now why, why do you think this has all happened? You remember like seven, eight years ago, everyone thought football was going to turn into seven on seven and that Mm -hmm. you were just going to run, run down people with your defenders. Uh, you wouldn't really have to use, a. you could, you could make do without a, without a running back. You could have a feature back, but everything was going to turn into big 12 football. And then it didn't happen. Um, Josh Gaddis, remember, he was brought into Michigan to run a spread offense. I don't think he got, he saw eye to eye with Jim Harbaugh. And, and Harbaugh finally just trashed the whole thing and went back to who he is. And that's who Michigan is. Michigan is physical, smash mouth football, and they do it well. They do know who they are. And they did, they, they, they beat Ohio State by out physicaling Ohio State. Mm-hmm. And that was Ohio State's Achilles heel, in my opinion. If you're not balanced now, you're, you're kind of missing it. And I don't think Ohio State is balanced enough on either side of the ball, either running or stopping the run. And the the last couple of seasons have shown that. And Michigan has just the, – the second half this last year in Ohio Stadium, I picked Michigan to win the division. I was on a podcast here with Mike Kern and uh, – And he mocked me in in August for picking Michigan. He said, Dave, they're not going to win in the horseshoe. Well, you saw the year before how tough they were and the personality, as you said, Matt, they knew exactly who they were. I didn't see any reason they couldn't do it again in Columbus. If you are who you are and you know who you are, you, you know who you think you are. They did it all over again. They did it all over again in the second half. They were tougher and more physical than Ohio State, and that, I think, has knocked Ohio State sideways. Um, I do think they're vulnerable. I agree with you.
0: Are you a fan of rivalries? Are you a fan of smack talk? Do you like to stand out from the crowd at tailgates? If so, head over to Smack Apparel and check out what their team is geared up for this football season. Their Let There Be White tee is the perfect gear for those famous whiteout games at Beaver Stadium. Or get straight to the point with the worst tee for all the Ohio State haters out there. Smack Apparel makes the gear that'll have everyone asking where you got it. They have the must-have tees for all your teams, including pro football, baseball, basketball. Every fan is covered. Head over to their website smackapparel.com and use the promo code PAYDERT at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's smackapparel.com promo code PAYDERT at checkout. Why wear boring when you can wear smack. Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestro's has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters plus hair gels and pomades it's one brand for every man visit maestrosclassic.com that's m-a-e-s-t-r-o-s classic.com and use our promo code paydirt15 paydirt15 at checkout for 15 percent off your order maestros classic crafting a better you looking at the schedule matt i completely agree with you in regards to the ohio state game and i think the biggest thing on that offense is that they proved that their offensive line is built for pass protection and not necessarily to run the ball now they have good running backs i'm not going to fault them on uh uh, trevion henderson and uh, blanking on the number three i'm forgetting his name but cj stroud leaving in my opinion he's the best quarterback off the board in the nfl draft this year whether or not somebody agrees with that and takes him first that's their prerogative but to rebound from cj stroud after you had Stroud preceded by Justin Fields, and there is no question you're going into Stroud as the number one guy the next season. There is really no decisive answer coming out of Columbus right now who the guy is. If anything, the decisive answer is there's going to be competition. And Matt, you know what that looks like. That's not always the best sign for a solidified starter or especially an elite quarterback to be the guy in Ohio State. So then uh, that's what gives me some hope, especially going into the Ohio State game. I I pause because it's on the road. It's at Ohio State, so it's not a layup by any means. The rest of the schedule, Indiana at Maryland, you should win. Versus Rutgers at home, you should win. At Michigan State, you better win. Um, But against Michigan, there's something about Blake Korn being back and J.J. McCarthy having another year under his belt to mature, and hopefully to the points I was making earlier about McCarthy not really being – the right type of quarterback for what Harbaugh does, maybe Harbaugh shows some flexibility and adaptability with a very young athletic quarterback who can do a lot. I don't know what you see, Matt, in regards to J.J. McCarthy in Michigan that game in November.
2: No, look, yeah, that that's the game that you certainly put a big circle around and say if you can get that one, right, that that changes the way that your season could could potentially be looked at. Look, uh, There's Tom, right now there's, there's nine wins there. There is, there's nine. This is a nine and three football team. This is a, this is a 10 and two football team at best. And if it's 10 and two, I don't think it's the Ohio state game. That's one of those two losses. I don't again. And I talked about it earlier. I think those two, that Illinois and that Iowa game, those games scare me. And that Michigan game late scares me. All of those other games are winnable. That includes that Ohio state game game, but I just, again, I fear that that early portion of the season for a guy like Drew Aller, who's just getting comfortable in, in his new role as a starting quarterback. Cause look like it, it's, it, it's, there's, 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 it's one thing to have potential. There's one thing to say, this kid's capable of doing this. He's capable of doing this. He can do this. He can do this. He can do this, but he hasn't done it yet. Right. Dave touched on it earlier. Is that there were there moments where he could have started, you know, a game last year? Yeah, there were, but they didn't do that. So, and we talked about this, Tom, about, uh, I don't know, a week or two ago when we were breaking down what that off-season schedule looks like for these guys, right? Yeah, he's going to be taking the number one reps. He's going to be the guy. But in the back of his mind from now to September, it's going to be, all right, but I've never started a game yet. I've never run out there and been the guy to run out of the tunnel or the guy in that huddle. I think that takes time. It takes time, right? So you've got those two games, and boom, you're at Illinois, you're at Iowa. I can see there, there being a slip-up in one of those two games there. Whereas if you play those guys in week nine or ten, it it's it's probably a win. But I can see a loss at Illinois or at home against Iowa. Um again, I can see the Ohio State game being a win, but that Michigan game, you know, it, it's you know, an experienced guy with McCarthy. Again, they understand who they are, what that game plan will be. You look back at what they were able to do Penn St- at Penn State this past year, that's a difficult game there. So, like nine and three, 10 and two, as of, we're sitting here today talking about this, I can see it being
1: that. Matt, Matt, if, if I can interject here, try to describe to people why it matters to, to not just make an appearance in a few games but to actually play important minutes in the yeah. first or second quarter against Indiana or or Northwestern or Rutgers or Michigan State well aren't they, they aren't super important games at that point but they're important minutes and the speed of the game is really coming at you it's Describe the it's the,
2: well, it's the it's the preparation aspect of it it's knowing that hey you're the guy here you go and it's monday and you're like all right well i've got monday through friday to prep i am the guy it's a different mentality it's a different mentality for everybody else like you know like it or not it, it, when you're known as the guy you're, you're looked at differently right everybody is relying on you to step in that huddle to tell everybody what they're doing you break the huddle there's going to be a guy that says wait wait what's the play again where am i going you got to know right it's it's a combination of things like that and you know for him to run out of that tunnel it's it's you feel that pressure on your back in a way knowing that i have to make this throw in a big moment it's third down i have to make this throw we get in the red zone i gotta make this throw it isn't getting thrown in a game late in the fourth quarter when it's 41 to 14 and it's like all right i can just play freely because there's that there's that built-in excuse already dave of well, you know, it's it's garbage time. So, we just want to see him complete a couple passes. We want to see if he can get in and out of the huddle, can he find where the play clock is so he can get the ball snapped before it goes to 0 and you know, it, t- it takes a delay of game, right? It's a process at that point and that's it's like a it's like a spring game in a way. Now, now, there's nothing against a spring game because those are important minutes to a lot of guys, but at the end of the day, a spring game is just to make sure that you understand what the process is like when you've never played before. Do you think
1: sp- that Franklin didn't do this in November because he was because he was a little hesitant about the flux going on in the offensive line, that Mm Aller might get hit Uh, and that would ruin his confidence. Because for the life of me, I can't understand why he didn't do what we're talking
2: about. If there's one thing I can point to, and Tom, we may have talked about this, we We may not have talked about this. Well then, you know, it's I think Dave, what it is is that if he starts and he plays poorly. That's a media nightmare all the way up until next September, and those are questions he will be asked week in and week out, day in and day out. Hey, James, how's Drew de- – de- de- how's he developing now? I mean, last time we saw him, didn't go well. He was, you know, 8 for 28, and you guys won because you ran it well, but he didn't look good. Well, uh, man, in,
1: in my mind, you just keep running him out there, and you start as soon as the games don't mean too much, and you keep running him out there until he does do well. Matt,
0: something you you brought up is that the second they had potentially if they had ever made that switch hour to Clifford, then there's a big contingent of that locker room that's on the record. They love and respected Sean Clifford as the Mm -hmm. leader of that team for many years. That is a huge pivot point. If you bench Sean Clifford in the middle of the season when there's no injury issue, you talked about that plenty
2: for me, too. If I'm a senior. And we're, I, I'm thinking to myself, what are we doing? We're trying to win games. We're not, you know what I mean? We're not, I, I understand you, you're trying to build for the future while you're playing and you're, you're winning games and you're in the middle of the season. But at the same time, it's like, well, hang on, we're winning games. This kid's playing well for us. Why are we trying to mess that up? We're trying to get to the best possible bowl game, you know, cause at that point in time, I believe they were, they're, they were already out of the, but going to the big 10 championship game. So, all right, well, I want to go to the best possible bowl that our team can get to. So for us to just throw a guy out there to say, let's see what you got kid." So we, we, we can see what we're in store for 2023. That's almost unfair in a way to a lot of those guys on that team um, that want to win games. They want to win now. And for Sean Clifford, like that's hard to come back from as well. You know, Um, I just think like there's, 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 you you can look at the pros and cons and you look at both sides of it would have been, would it have been very beneficial for him to have been the guy for, for a game last year? Yeah, it would have, but you got, you know, there's, there's 110 guys you need to worry about as well when, when you make a decision like that. So, and again, Dave, again, the first thing I point to and knowing James, I feel like he didn't want to have to deal with that with the media for the whole next year if things did not go well for drew allar and with that kid if it didn't go well then all he's thinking about for the whole next year is that well, i, I, I gotta i gotta play better than than that last time that i was in i, I got you know what i mean i have that's to be able to a, over, that's
1: as good an explanation as any i've heard i have um, to be able to overcome i, that, I, that I that don't poor agree performance. with it but and, i understand your explanation yeah. now you know I, mean, I, I agree that that could be the explanation i, I, I just I, don't agree that I would have yeah. gone that route. I mean, you're running a football program here. If you got to explain to 50 or seniors, okay, we got to pre- we got to prep some guys for next season, then I don't know. I don't know what you tell them. I mean, you're running a program that is fluid. It's not the NFL, and you're constantly juggling guys who are entering, exiting more than ever with with the transfer portal. I, I, I don't think you needed to start him. Simply bring him in in the second quarter of meaningful for meaningful minutes for for a few series. Uh, would that have chafed Sean Clifford and his and his fellow seniors that much? No, but you're giving him more minutes, better minutes, more important minutes. Um, also, how did you feel? And I didn't like this, but how did you feel when Harbaugh was running JJ McCarthy in there? I didn't like that McNamara last season in 2021. I and thought, he was running him in there for, for doing exactly what I'm talking about in really important games, in, including the Michigan State game, which they lost 33-30, which killed him. And he didn't play very well. But I think that really helped J.J. McCarthy this year, this this past year.
2: I didn't like it because my and I remember I remember talking about this on the radio. Um, I think I, I had said, "Listen, this is you. you, you there's a competition. Cade McNamara won 12 games for you last mm-hmm. year. I you didn't like a, it either. Yeah. You won a Big Ten championship, right? You, you're in the college football playoff, and now what? What else can this kid possibly do here for you to say you're the guy? And I always point to like, hey, we got to keep this kid happy so he doesn't transfer and he doesn't leave. Yeah. That's what that becomes. That's what's
1: going on. Yeah.
2: That's what that became. Mm-hmm. And no, don't get me wrong. McCarthy's a fantastic player. Obviously, look what they were able to do again this year. Look at the things that he did. But like for a guy like McNamara, it's like, all right, well, like, what what else? What else am I supposed to do? <laughs> you know, which is why we see him now at at Iowa. And and we talked about that too, probably briefly on the show, Tom. Like you're going to see Cade McNamara probably go to another Big Ten school. Sure enough iowa grabs him in which i think was a tremendous decision for the iowa program because there's going to be balance there now one of the better defenses in the big 10 and you've got one of the more consistent game managing quarterbacks in the big 10
0: offensively when it comes to michigan they got exposed against tcu and that i think jj mccarthy still has a lot to learn as a playing the quarterback position because Granted, yeah, they have the athletes to do things that other programs cannot, and I understand they put up a lot of a lot of points. They looked like Navy at points, in that Navy, when they get behind, they can't make up a lead. Now, yes, I just said they have the athletes so they can make it up. They have offensive line talent that they can do some incredible things, but it was at a point in that TCU game where it was maybe a two-score advantage for the horn Frogs, and the way they were playing, and especially the way J.J. McCarthy was so reliant on play action – you knew they weren't going to be able to make a substantial comeback. Now, plenty of things happened. It was a very close game. But still, that's something Michigan's going to have to address. And if anything, that's one of the slivers of a reason that Penn State's going to have a chance against Michigan
1: next season. Yeah, he did throw two. He threw two pick sixes, didn't he? McCarthy I in that believe.
0: game? I believe. Yeah, I'm yeah. blanking on exactly. But,
1: but, but. The, 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 the seminal play of that game had, did not involve him, where, where they really stepped on their schlongs. If I, may I say that on this? Uh, Go for it. On this podcast? <laughs> That's really what they did. You remember the, t- the TD they had taken away by a ridiculous overturn, and they ended up with the ball uh, a half yard away. And you remember they brought in a linebacker. This is this is such <laughs> classic Bo Shenbel leather
0: helmet stuff. Yep.
1: <laughs> they brought in a linebacker with a deep handoff and gave him the ball. And he fumbles. I mean, what are you doing? What are you doing? JJ McCarthy ran for a really tough t- touchdown in Columbus at, at a at a very critical point in that game where he had a safety in front of him, cracked heads and went over into the, he, you, you're telling me this guy can't sneak Jalen Hurts style for a half a yard down there. It was just so stupid. It was just such classic Harbaugh bullshit. And it, it comes straight from Bo Beckler. If if they have that touchdown, they still win that game. With, with all the problems with McCarthy, they still win that game. That wasn't J.J. McCarthy's fault, but... And, and you know their defense did, did have a few problems too. Michigan's defense. So so there's that. Um, I I just do maintain that as much as I hated it, like Matt did, um, when they were bringing McCarthy in in 2021 for Mac McNamara, who's done everything he can possibly do to prove that he's the guy. It did help McCarthy's development. And everything is always what's next, what's next, moving forward, and. You got to say, frankly, we really went against the grain of what's going on in college football in not playing Al or any important minutes. I don't know where this is going to go. I just would have done it. I would have done it, especially in November when the games don't mean anything. You could they they could have played Northwestern as close as that game was. They could have played them eight quarters and Northwestern wasn't scoring again. They weren't losing that game. You could have played Drew Lauer in that game. You could have played him in the Indiana game. Indiana's wheels had come off. You you don't have to start him. You don't have to make a statement that he's the starter now. No, you don't do that to Sean Clifford, but you give him important reps in the second quarter of those games, and I think it helps him. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well – it's in the past, and now we look forward to 2023. So uh, Dave has abstained courteously in regards to his predictions for win loss next season. So now, I, I, think... I will,
1: I will, I will. Let me see. I'll call. Oh, it, you got something. I'll, okay. I'll call it eight and four. Ooh, I think right. it's an eight and four. Really? What is that? Is that shocking? Why?
0: It feels low. I mean, what, I, what games I, are you saying are losses? Ohio I don't State, Michigan, and
1: in, I, I think rookie quarterbacks have rough spots, and sure. I think there will be a game in there. I don't think at Michigan State is a gimme
2: yeah. ever. No, um, no, no.
1: It hasn't been. Um, <laughs> there, there can be rough spots in that schedule, and, and the, a, a Big Ten opener on the road is tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Matt said. Bielema's got that thing going, and that's going to be a, a big extravaganza in Memorial Stadium where the people are all of a sudden on board in that program. That's going to be tough. Iowa falling that is going to be tough. Ohio State and Michigan. I think there's I think there's four losses in there with a rookie quarterback. Hmm. And this Bad. is a rookie quarterback. It didn't yeah. have to be, but huh. he is. I, huh.
2: I can see I can see nine and three. Um I, I I can see them splitting that Illinois or Iowa game. There'll be there'll be a loss uh in the month of September there with one of those games at Ohio State. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Penn State has not won in the horseshoe since 2011, Dave. That's um, right.
1: And that was such a, I, I've wiped that game from my memory because of the circumstances surrounding it. So I don't even know if you count that one. Yeah.
2: Um, and then uh, I think they lose to Michigan. So I, I look, I think it's not, I think it's a nine and three record. And again, for a rookie quarterback and, and a first year guy, um, that's a great year. But I think it's also disappointing because of what you have around him. And the talent on both sides of the ball.
0: I'm going ten and two. Uh, I think the Illinois on the I think Illinois on the road that that scares me. Bielema being able to run the ball. Matt, and you and I talked about that last season. Penn State was fortunate that they didn't play that team last season. They sent a lot of guys to the NFL. I think Bielema's moving in the right direction, but I don't expect them to be the same as last season. Um, I think Iowa will be a test, but a lot of the reasons we just pointed out. McNamara makes them better, but he doesn't make them better than Penn State. I think at Ohio State still makes me nervous. Um, I do think they can win that game. I think that feels like a 50-50 type of split, but I still think you potentially lose simply because it's on the road. That That's the only thing that gives me pause there. And then home against Michigan, I expect Michigan to be back with a vengeance this year and the way Penn State's rushing defense, while it did improve after losing at Michigan last season, they lost some key pieces, notably a 310 pound guy named P.J. Mustafer that they haven't replaced, that they are going to struggle against what Michigan does best, and that's run the ball, and I expect to see JJ McCarthy make some improvements going into next season. So I'm going to be the optimist in the group, which is a fascinating turn for this podcast Matt, because I've been <laughs> the ever pessimist and realist. So I'm yeah, going to Yeah, through. well, you
1: had me on. So that took Yeah, a- yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave, we appreciate you coming on so much. Thank you very much. I know you're uh dealing with COVID right now. We hope that Yeah, it's just it's, it's hanging
1: now. on. I'm fine. I'm fine. My wife and I both have it, but it's oh, yeah, man. it sucks. 3 weeks of this is enough. I I'm, I'm fine. We're, we're good.
0: Well, feel better. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and we'll see you all next time here on Pater.
1: Happy to do it, guys.
0: Thank you all so much for joining us. This episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And, of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter, at qb 11 and at Tom Hannafin paydirt is presented by bet online and by funk brewing thanks again everyone and join us next week for more paydirt thank you for listening
2: to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube